Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. And we are coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studios. Rocket Mortgage is with you every step of the way to provide a seamless mortgage experience. It's the Ken Carmen Show on CBS Sports Radio. 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4227. I, I'm going to get to all the drafts, and I, I, I'll hear your hot takes. I'll hear your hot opinions. I'll hear you out. I'll let you vent. I'll let you cheer. You can do a champion's pose if you want to. It doesn't matter. I'll hear you out on it. Whether or not you think you're a Giants fan and your team sucked up the room over the weekend, or whether or not you think you're a Broncos fan and you think you did pretty good, or you think that you wasted another pick on a quarterback when you could have helped out your own cause. I'll hear you out on it. 855-2124-CBS, 855-2124-227. I'll hear out Raider fan. I'll hear out Dolphin fan. I'll hear out anybody on that. I will I will listen to any thought you have on the draft. I got to start with something, though. Can we do ourselves a favor? I, yeah, I got to put it this way. Can we do ourselves a favor and get off Josh Rosen's ass for just a second? Can we do that? I know that he has an air about him that, for whatever reason, people just don't like. He's a new Jay Cutler. He's a guy that just is a natural heel by a lot of people. I don't know him. I've never met him. The only people I know are in Arizona who have been around him and have given a couple of texts here and there. That's it. I, I don't know the guy. But I feel it's it, enough's enough. It's time to come to his defense. And I keep getting, I, I could not believe yesterday I'm doing my morning show here. And it, it just was a thought by one of my other contemporaries where he goes, you know, if, if you're looking at it, and I know that we just took, in our city, we just took a quarterback last year and everybody loves them and they're really excited about it. You know, if if it was a fourth-round pick or something like that, maybe you could take Josh Rosen and flip him around during the preseason and make him some sort of a possibility for a trade asset. Or maybe you keep him. Good young quarterback. You keep him for a couple years. Don't have to give him up right now. And I'm thinking, hey, that's not a bad idea. It wasn't my idea. It wasn't mine. I'll give full faith and credit to the person who did it, Dustin Fox, who's a wonderful color analyst on ESPN and ESPN3. Shameless promotion for him. It was a pretty decent idea. Hey, you know, that's that's not too terrible. Yesterday, I get filled up. Tweets, calls, how dare you think about bringing this poison into the locker room. What? I look across Twitter. I look across here. This guy, this this terrible individual, I'm thinking, you guys have lost your minds. First, I don't know if you're going to bring poison into the locker room like Josh Rosen. I don't know what has gone out there as far as propaganda against Josh Rosen. But let me just say this. I think it's time we all dial it back a little bit. I know that it seems to be fun 
to bag on the guy. There's a lot of things that people didn't really like. There was the question about, well, he has rich parents. I don't understand why you have to be dirt poor to be taken in the, highly in the NFL, but I guess that's some sort of a thing that people want. So if the parents are well-to-do or the parents are successful, automatically we hold it against the kids because I, I guess he's good at football, but he's not good at football just because his parents were rich. That was one of the stupid reasons that I continue to get. Well, he sat in a hot tub in college. Baker Mayfield got arrested in front um, in front of a bunch of lunch trucks. Well, that's youthful indiscretion. Well, I, I would assume having a having a hot tub in your in your in your dorm room is pretty national lampoons. I, I would assume that that's probably considered I don't know youthful indiscretion. Well, he turned the he turned the Cardinals into garbage. Oh, he turned the Cardinals into garbage. It wasn't Steve Kime. It wasn't Steve Kime who traded up for him, gave him a trash offensive line that got hurt the most injuries across the NFL, across the front five guys that they have with that offensive line. It wasn't Steve Kime and Steve Wilkes who was hired by Steve Kime only to be fired one year later. It wasn't that? It wasn't an antiquated offense? It wasn't that? Yeah, I know he had Larry Fitzgerald. He had a couple of other pieces here and there. But obviously, when they draft Andy Isabella and they go in a couple of other directions, they're telling you that they are trying to build for Kyler Murray. That was Josh Rosen's fault. It was Josh. Rosen's fault that Michael Bidwell fell in love with Cliff Kingsbury for whatever reason. Maybe it's the suits. Maybe it's the musk. It, they claim it was the offense and the great coaching, even though they were 35 and 40 at Texas Tech. But somehow, his that is all Josh Rosen's fault. That they could never recruit any bit to stop anybody in, in the Big 12. And I'm supposed to expect that this is going to be better in the NFL. That's Josh Rosen's fault. I just want to make sure. I want to make sure we're getting this all right, that everything around Josh Rosen or around the Arizona Cardinals and all our problems in the NFL are Josh Rosen's fault. I just want to make sure. He's a young quarterback. I'm sure he has an ego just like any other quarterback out there who is his age who was taken in the first round. He's not a villain in one of your comic book movies. The stuff that he was dealt last year that, no, he couldn't overcome because I don't know if I would ask a rookie to overcome that. I know Baker Mayfield made him look pretty bad because Baker Mayfield had to overcome a lot. Sam Darnold, as time goes on, and even Josh Allen after the injury when he came back, he was pretty impressive in a lot of ways. So I know that Josh Rosen wasn't the best quarterback out of the class last year. Arizona's the one that traded up for him. Steve Kimes the one that traded up for him. They're the ones who surrounded him with what they surrounded him with. A young rookie quarterback. That's what they did. Oh, Ken, they went and they got other veterans. They got Sam Bradford. Please don't even try to make that call. And then yesterday, I don't want to talk tough on Steve Smith because I know that he'll fly to this studio and he will beat me up right here in the studio by the end of the show. I know that. But Steve Smith on NFL Network, you want to talk about one of the all-time overreactions? Away we go. Hit it. Every team is drafted. We got six rounds to six rounds in the next couple of days. Guys are getting replaced. You are replaceable. No one. They, they say in the league, the more you can do, it helps your opportunity. So now you're mad because they brought some competition in here, so you're going to try to take your ball? Well, first of all, son, it ain't your damn ball to take anyway. So you just keep playing with your phone, and you keep showing us what what the stigma of you and who you were was in, uh, at UCLA. Now you brought it to the professional level to show us you're still going to, when things don't go your way, you're going to cry in the corner. But guess what? They're going to ship your ass home somewhere else, and you can go cry and be their problem. 
Listen, yep. this is a man's game. Be a man and go against that man one-on-one. -on -one. He gets 10 plays, you get 10 plays, do your deal. Ain't nobody giving you nothing. Only thing you can get on this stage right now is a free ass whoop, and everything else you got to work hard for. Let's say Josh Rosen is still on the roster come training camp time. Uh, he, you know why he won't be on the roster? Because he ain't got enough heart to be on that roster. He got to go out there and work his ass off. He don't want to work. He wants something given to him. But he probably thinks I don't have a fair shake because they brought in a new coach, that, and Kyler Murray yep. runs his offense. So in Josh Rosen's eyes, I understand what you're saying. But I get it, but... This is why ball is so fun to watch because you allow people to dictate what you can't do, but you get the opportunity to go out there and show them I can do it. That's what the combine says. This guy's too short. This guy's too small. This guy's too big. This guy didn't play at a big enough school. So you go out there and you know what you do? You do like Kurt Warner do. You do like Brett Favre does. How is Josh Rosen all of a sudden different than all of the other 100 years because this is our 100th year celebration. How all the other 100 years of all these other players that work their butt off, that have scraped and scrounged to get to where they are, to get the pinnacle of success, and he's mad because a draft, they have a draft every year, buddy, a draft is here, and they're saying that we're going to try to replace you. Everybody, they, what, are, what do we say during the season? Next man up. Can we stop with the facade? Just say you don't like the guy personally. If something about him, you just don't like him, move on. If we're really going on that big of a rant and rave, is this Instagram? Is this Twitter? What was this, Tom? Was this Instagram? I want to make sure it was right. I don't know if Tom's in the room right now. I can't see him. I'm here. Okay. Was this Instagram? He unfollowed, he unfollowed the Cardinals on Instagram? I believe, yes. I believe thank you very much. Thank, thank you very much. Okay. Does it matter? Um, I, I, have you been in a relationship before, Gigi? Yes. Of Did it break up the, a bad way? Uh, yeah, you could say that. Okay, yeah. Well, I tell you what. Most relationships end poorly. Most things end poorly. If there was such a thing as a happy ending, it just wouldn't end. So you have Josh Rosen. If I'm really going to go on that much of an impassioned rant because he unfollowed the freaking Arizona Cardinals on Instagram, just come out and say you don't like the guy, you don't like his face, you don't like him, you never liked him, and you'd whoop his ass right there. That's basically what Steve Smith is trying to say right there on NFL Network. Audio courtesy of NFL Network. That's basically what he's trying to say. He, he tells it in a great way. He tells it with a funny story. He talks about free ass whoopings, and we go, yeah, yeah. Yeah, free ass whoopings. Give him a free ass whooping. There you go. Steve Smith knows. Steve Smith's a Hall of Famer. He knows. He knows the struggle. He knows exactly the competition level. But over Instagram, over social media, if your girlfriend breaks up with you, you want to sit there and look at all the pictures afterwards? If your girlfriend breaks up with you and immediately, not just breaks up with you, but leaves you for somebody else. I have met somebody else, I want somebody else, and not just want somebody else. I want to marry that person and have that person's children. Great. I want to. I, I just want to bask in the everglow of your love. I just want you two to be so happy. In fact, I want to be cucked by you and stand there as the backup quarterback and watch you two love and, and, and hold each other and blossom with your love. You're telling me Josh Rosen's supposed to do that? Here's a lawn chair, Josh. 
sit in the corner and cry. We'll bring Brazzers in here so you can watch all this go down. I mean, don't give me any of this crap whatsoever. And don't tell me any of this garbage like Steve Smith wasn't a proud man. It wasn't paranoid like crazy that somebody was going to take over his job. It wasn't even a little bit mad at the Panthers because they were moving on from him. Don't give me that garbage for a second. Because Josh Rosen, you don't like his face. Because Josh Rosen's young. Because he had a hot tub in the dorm room. Because of all those reasons. You're really that upset for that? Please. Please. I wouldn't have taken him number one. I didn't want him number one. I didn't want him number three. He was third where I would put anybody. And the only reason he was there is I thought he would end up being a more accurate passer overall than what Josh Allen is. I had nothing personal against Josh Rosen or Josh Allen or Baker Mayfield or Sam Darnold. But we have gone crazy. Crazy. Well, you need to stand there and have a competition. It's not a competition. They drafted a 5'10" quarterback that is going to run an air raid offense, not a pro style. You're not a backup in there. You you can't be the backup for that offense. Everybody knew they were moving on. They were going to try to get some value out of you. They are moving in a different direction. I don't know why Steve Kimes employed. Maybe it's just a fall guy for everybody, so Michael Bidwell doesn't have to stand there and answer those type of questions, or Cliff Kingsbury doesn't have to stand there and answer those type of questions. So Steve Kimes happy to collect a paycheck after the problems he had last year, so he's just going to stand there and answer those questions. And we'll throw Josh Rosen under the bus? Got it. Makes a ton of sense. Makes a ton of sense. And I I look at Josh Rosen, he's at a mini camp, they ask him questions, he says, I'm here to get better, I'm here to make the team better. (laughs) That bastard, I can't believe him. He's handled it well. I'm 32 years old. Ken, we're uh, we're bringing in someone else, and uh, we want you to be a backup now, and uh, you know, yeah, this is just going to be the way it is, and you're going to take it. I'm sure I'd take that well. In my line of business, in my line of work, we have, we have whole movies and whole documentaries about people who have to tra- train their replacements. You didn't have to do it after your first year at work. I'm sure you'd handle it well, right? Yeah, I'm sure you'd be so, so strong-willed about it and just do the right business. You wouldn't be looking for another job at all. You're, you're, if you had an agent, he wouldn't be looking for other opportunities at all, would he? I mean, please. I, I know Josh Rosen didn't help matters much. I understand that he did come off a little bit cocky. I get that he came off a, a, a little bit abrasive during the draft process last year. I, I get that. But I think for some of us here, we've taken it, and for whatever reason, maybe because we're just bored because Jay Cutler's not going to be in the NFL anymore, so now we have to find a new heel. We just want to go after Josh Rosen, of all people. So he gets an opportunity with the Dolphins, and what this could end up being is something that's new, something that's exuberant for him, something that might be fun for Dolphins fans, or they'll suck up the room. All the Josh Rosen haters with a Z will be right about it, and the Dolphins will go out and get one of the top three quarterbacks next year, and away they go. Josh Rosen has a different different opportunity. Everybody else has a different opportunity here. The Arizona Cardinals, all right, you've committed to it. You took Kyler Murray. 
I still question the reasons why you took Kyler Murray because you basically took him off your college coach that got fired for not winning enough, but we're going to turn up the competition on him and think that he's going to win even more like defenses in the NFL haven't already started to adjust to run pass option and to spread offense, but we just want to ignore that because basically Michael Bidwell wants to run his team like a fantasy organization, and, and we'll see what the Arizona Cardinals do. But we'll blame Josh Rosen over it, please. There are real villains out there in professional sports. There are real villains out there in the NFL. Josh Rosen isn't one of them. 855-2124-CBS, 855-2124-227. Your thoughts on Josh Rosen? Who got better this weekend? Who are you questioning? It's Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. 855-2124-CBS. You better mix in that, that lawn chair reference later on there, Tom. You better lay the grease on thick. Tell you that right now. We've got plenty of guests coming up today. Well, coming up at 11, we got Evan Silva. I'm going to wrap him in my cocoon at 11 a.m. Eastern, 855-2124-CBS. Also, Matt Snyder, CBS Sports Baseball writer. My God, people were excited about Vlad Guerrero Jr. yesterday. Love it. Love type. Love personalities. Tim Anderson threw his bat again yesterday back in his dugout. Want to talk to Matt Snyder about that? Looking forward to that with baseball. 855-2124-CBS. But the draft is here. I went on an impassioned rant about Josh Rosen, and I want to, I want to get the Conrad in Milwaukee who might have himself an impassioned rant on Josh Rosen. We'll see where it goes. He's first up on CBS Sports Radio. Go ahead, Conrad. Hey, Ken. Thanks for taking the call. Um, no, actually opposite. I mean, honestly, I think uh, I think the Cardinals as a franchise are kind of – like it doesn't surprise me that they make these kind of rash decisions. Um, you know, you put Josh Rosen in this draft, he probably goes in the top 10. And so I think the silver lining is, is that Miami ended up with a pretty darn good quarterback for, you know, for the long haul. This is going to work out pretty good for him um, if they're willing to commit. Miami's not a, 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 hasn't always been the best uh, decision-making franchise either, mm-hmm. but maybe it's a fresh start. Get him on the other side of our uh, country in a different division. The only thing going against him over there is he's got Belichick two times, a two times during the year. But, uh, you know, I don't know. I think it's, I think it's good. I really, I'm willing to like pot down the Arizona franchise and not really listen to what's going on there and just kind of turn up the Miami sound a little bit. There it see, is. See what what's going on because Conrad, I stay, yeah. stay with me. Stay with me for a second because that that's what it is. Now I, I'm angry because I I feel that people are beating up on Josh Rosen for basically no reason. He hasn't broken the law. I, I yeah, there's a lot of things about him that naturally you probably don't like. He looks like a natural heel, but other than that. I haven't really seen him pout about any of this. If we're talking about Instagram following again, I think that's a ridiculous reason to pop off on somebody and to go nuts like that. And if I look at Arizona, I think you're the same way that I am about it, Conrad. If they're in love with Kyler Murray, then fine, go right on ahead. But you deserve it to yourself to go and, and put yourself in a better situation, and that means separating from Josh Rosen, getting a second-round pick for him, flipping that into something that might help out Kyler Murray. So I'm okay with that decision. And then for Josh Rosen, it's exactly what you said. He now has one season. He'll he'll compete, quote-unquote, with Ryan Fitzpatrick, but he has one season to first beat him and then go out and beat some opponents and then see what that can happen with the Miami Dolphins going into next draft. Now, probably he starts behind the eight ball because people love undrafted prospects yet because we don't know what's behind the door. But 
we'll see what he can do. It's up to him now to try to make that change. And, you know, I saw him in uh, Green Bay totally dismantle a Green Bay franchise that mm. was in disarray. So, I mean, I just throw that on top of the cake that the kid knows how to win an NFL road game. Yeah, I dig it. I thank you very much for the call, Conrad. I remember that. Gosh, I had to, I had to be reminded of that. 855-212-4CBS. He did do that. Chris, Arizona, you're next up on CBS Sports Radio. Go ahead. Hey, thanks for taking the call, man. Yeah. I just got to say that as a Redskins fan, I'm super excited about uh, the last couple of years. You know, the Redskins brass and their coach have taken a lot of flack. And obviously that hasn't really translated onto the field that well at this point. But I'm looking at a coach that has been really patient in the draft. I feel like from that respect, they've totally changed the culture in D.C. They've invested in the lines in the last couple of years. Um, and if we can get away from that injury bug with this number 15 quarterback that we took, that honestly I think that everybody thought that fell, um, it's nothing but an upside for the for the skins. And uh, honestly, I don't know what the reports were about Jay Gruden and the and Bruce Allen and Dan Snyder disagreeing, but if I'm Jay Gruden, I haven't had the quarterback that fit my offense. And you know, Kirk Cousins had like his his drawbacks and everything, but. Um, I don't, I don't know how Jay Gruden couldn't be excited about getting Dwayne Haskins at 15, man. This is a very interesting theory on this, Chris, and I thank you very much for the call. We have a person who's positive about the Redskins. It's probably my first positive Redskins call I've taken since they hosted Green Bay right before they hosted Green Bay in the playoff game a few years ago to start that opening round. I was I was surprised. I If Dwayne Haskins wouldn't have fell to the Redskins at 15, I was surprised because when I hear that Dan Snyder got involved, I go, that's typical Redskins. Hail to the Redskins. Let's start the music up again. I get nervous about that. When I hear that Dan Snyder, the the guy gave a $100 million contract to Albert Hainsworth, you know the rest of the history of it. When he gets himself himself involved, bad things happen. I think Dwayne Haskins has the best overall talent in this draft. He stands tall. He delivers, got a strong arm, was able to take advantage, and I'm not going to take anything away from him because of the type of talent that he played with at Ohio State and the type of wide receivers that he was able to play with at Ohio State. I don't think they masked anything. I think they could find things. This was a weird draft. I think in any other draft, if you put these three guys with him, Kyler Murray, and Daniel Jones together, in any other previous draft, if it was those three guys, take out all the other quarterbacks, these three guys were the quarterbacks of the top. Throw Drew Locke in there too, whatever. Dwayne Haskins goes number one. This was weird. You had Kyler Murray drafted for fit. You had Daniel Jones drafted because of relationship and because, honestly, he doesn't have the Muppet face that Eli Manning does, but he's basically a carbon copy of Eli Manning. The relationship with the coach that Daniel Jones had – We had a couple of things drafted for fit instead of best overall talent. And now that Dwayne Haskins falls to 15 overall, and we'll see how he works out in the NFL, you do have a chance. And I I have been down on the Redskins. But now you have a chance to pull yourself out of that. The best overall talent of the draft. The the most unreasonable questions about the other ones doesn't have to be thrown at with, with Dwayne Haskins. And you'll give yourself an opportunity. The only problem that I might have with it is that if Dan Snyder really is involved in the draft as heavily as what was previously previously reported, 
it just might embolden him a little bit. And that's a scary thing for a lot of Redskins fans. 855-2124-CBS. We got more calls. We'll get to the calls as soon as we can. Who got better this weekend? Who are you questioning after this weekend, even though we're getting ready for rounds four, five, six, and seven? And listen, I, I don't like ripping the player, but I have no problem ripping the new bosses. Steve Keim, Dave Gettleman. You're listening to Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. CBS Sports Radio's toll-free line, 855-212-4227. It's brought to you by GEICO. Hey, there's some great news. There's a quick way you can save money. Switch to GEICO. Go to GEICO.com, and in 15 minutes, you can save 15% or more on car insurance. Evan Silva joins us in just over 20 minutes. We'll talk about the NFL draft, who were the winners, who were... I don't know if there's any losers in the NFL draft, but if he feels there's losers, we can go right on ahead with that. Tom was ripping the hell out of me during one of the breaks, just over a pick I didn't even make. I don't know, I don't know why, but um, I got something I got to say to you. Everything that we do, I do the I do the draft coverage. I did Thursday night and last night, and then right after this show, I'm doing a hit, and then I'm going golfing. Um, everything that we do on our flagship station we carry one of the teams everything that we do is now on videotape on the football team's website and it's a good thing and Tom's like oh that's a great idea uh it's kind of a bad thing too because I'm getting this uh I, I keep getting a succession of of videos and like pond's good for you 216 for life sends us a video where how do I say this, Tom? The Browns take Greedy Williams. Nathan Zagura, one of the greatest fantasy mavens you're ever going to find, also a draft maven, says that we have two of the best man-to-man corners now in the league, Tom, and we have a man tandem. And I don't even know if Joe was really responding to that, but Joe Thomas is sitting next to him, and the camera zooms in, and Joe kind of like makes a face like he's trying not to laugh. After he hears the term man tandem, but I, he ate the whole time, even though he, he looks like an Adonis now, he ate the whole time. And I was like, is he cleaning out his mouth or is he trying not to laugh? Either way, it looks sensational. But one of the problems, Tom, is that, and we'll get to the calls here in a moment. One of the problems that we're getting is everything we do is on camera. So I know that everything's possibly a screenshot. So any time any food gets brought in, like somebody brought me in some cheesecake yesterday. <laughs> so when I go to bite into the cheesecake, I have like it's basically like I'm 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 an offensive play caller here. I take my legal pad <laughs> and I cover up my mouth, and I'm just like looking back up at the camera, going, "You're not getting screenshots of me taking a bite. That is not. A- Listen, I know what I look like, and I know what everybody's going to say, and that's perfectly fine." My my personal appearance is show fodder. That's okay, but I'm not. I'm just not going to let you have it that easy. I'm not going to allow that. It's a time. good idea. It's smart. I think it opens up the door to a potentially extra devastating one, though, of you not quite fully covering your mouth and then kind of looking over the side of the legal pad, but still getting the full bite and looking like you're trying to hide it. So just be careful because that would be the funniest image of all, and you might be walking. <laughs> you might be walking right into it. Like little half-ass cover, like I'm too lazy to even cover up my mouth exactly. when I'm eating cheesecake exactly. there. And also the side eye is critical. Like if you're looking back towards the camera and taking that bite and not fully blocking it, oh my gosh. 
I will it'll notice. I will notice though because we end up doing the thing like in front of the camera, and people. I can't believe how many fans watch it. It's unbelievable to me, Tom. Yeah. But like the the Browns jerseys Not are coming out in 2020, right? right. There are people. I I swear to God, they're watching this thing on. You're right about that, by the way. They're watching this thing on like Periscope, Twitter, Instagram, whatever it's on. They have a YouTube channel with the Browns on this broadcast. They should. And people are watching during the break. Anytime like the, the jerseys get brought up, they watch during the breaks and try to read the lips. <laughs> so we're doing this thing where we cover up our mouths. And That's then the best weird. part about it is we do it with the lip reader kind of from Seinfeld, where you take like a drink of coffee. Uh-huh. And you're going, yeah, I heard that they were going to be. Like it's, I can't believe people would go through that much, but they do. It's a great idea. I just don't want to see ha- have people see me eat. in breaks, you know, or like put something on the screen. That no, isn't no, no, no. That's a no. lot. That's a little bit like you're no. in a tank, like you're in a, yeah. an aquarium situation. It's it's uh it's it's challenging, but I also kind of like the challenge because if I do something really stupid, like one of these days, I'm gonna get too comfortable and I'm gonna have a bat in the cave and I'm gonna pick my nose and that's the end of it. That's the end of the career. I don't think it'll so, be the end of the career, but it will be the beginning of a beautiful meme. <sighs> Yeah, I got that going for me. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. I know people have – and it's okay. It's it's okay to have a strong take about the draft. The draft's fun. The draft's about prediction, and the draft is where friends get to show off with each other. I'm going to get to Jason in Alabama here quickly. But the draft is where people get to show off to one another. A lot of guys who are NFL fans, obviously you're college football fans. You're excited about some of these prospects. Maybe you've been watching the SEC. Maybe you're a Big 12 fan, Big 10 fan, whatever. And you find guys who you really, really like and you think those guys are going to be good. So it's a chance to really show off. So when people call up and they say, you know, I hate this player for a reason in this spot, I understand that it's kind of fun. However, in my spot... I don't want to rip the player. I don't know. Like when Daniel Jones got drafted, I go, Judas Priest, you drafted Daniel Jones, number six overall. And I liked Daniel Jones just last week, and Tom and I had talked about that. TDScouting.com. It's a wonderful website, by the way, if you have a little bit of time. He's got great breaks up, great cut ups of, of some of the passes and some of the ways that you can break it down. He's done a fantastic job, Tom has. Unpaid testimonial, by the way. Thank you, Ken. Um, I don't mind Daniel Jones, and I start ripping into it, and and I just I feel bad ripping the player. I feel bad that night ripping the player. I don't know if Daniel Jones really thought he was going to walk across the stage six overall. And I watched him in the pre-draft coverage when they were on the red carpet. I'm going, hey, I don't know if this guy's going to walk across the stage. Maybe to the Giants. Maybe to the Giants at 17. Maybe they'll trade up. Maybe there's a run on him. I didn't want to call him this generation's Tom Savage or this year's Tom Savage where everybody talks tough about him and then he ends up going like on day three or anything like that. I didn't want to do that. I I have a problem ripping players, but I have no problem ripping their bosses or the guys who who, who just take them and think that that's going to work out. I've let you know many times what I feel of Steve Kime. And we got to talking about this yesterday and and the night of the draft when they had taken Kyler Murray and the thought with the Cardinals was, all right, when are you going to let go of Josh Rosen? When are you going to make that trade? What's going to happen here? And immediately, yeah, I I wanted to dig right into Steve Kime, but the whole time it's in my head thinking he was the one who made that move last year for Josh Rosen. He's the one who hired Steve Wilkes. Steve Wilkes is fired. Josh Rosen is now no longer there. 
Cliff Kingsbury was a fired college coach in a mid-level Big 12 job, maybe just up, just above mid-level, but that's being a little bit generous, and an upper mid-level college job, and by the Peter Principle ends up going to the NFL. Is that really Steve Keim or is that Michael Bidwell? So it's okay to rip the boss. I just need to be able to make the adjustment just so I'm as honest as I possibly can be. With Dave Gettleman, the theory is there. You want a quarterback, you take the quarterback. You don't wait and see if he falls to 17. You don't take 17 and try to trade up. That's that's faulty thinking. That's something that I fought against for 20 years, watching my favorite team pass up on quarterbacks and let quarterbacks fall to them. It was the same thing I spent months fighting people on last year. You got the number one overall pick and the number four overall pick in the 2018 draft. You are not going to sit there and just wait to see whichever quarterback comes around because Josh Rosen, and we didn't know this at the time, but Josh Rosen would be the example there. He's been maligned. He's been overly scrutinized. And now they move on from him. But if you're waiting around number four overall, you can't guarantee that that guy's going to fall into your lap. And it's the most important position. And Dave Gettleman himself learned it the hard way last year. And so you have this chance to rectify it. And he does. He tries to at six overall. But you ask about the fit, not the best overall talent. And it's the theory behind that that bothers me. You got plenty of guys that get taken later on. Well, it's a good fit. He works with this coach. There's a previous relationship there. Eh, we'll take a flyer on the guy and we'll see what happens. There was that with Will Greer in the third round yesterday with the Carolina Panthers. There's a little bit there where, hey, Denver, give Denver credit. Give John Elway credit. Waited there, took Drew Locke in the second round. We had Drew Locke. People had Drew Locke penciled in at number 10 overall. They waited in the second round and took him and got some value there as well. I got to give John, John Elway credit. But for Dave Gettleman, everything else, Dexter Lawrence, Dexter Lawrence is a good pick. DeAndre Baker, DeAndre Baker, there were some questions. DeAndre Baker, there's a, that's a good pick still. But because of what happens at number six overall and because it's the most important position, everything else pales in comparison to what happens to Daniel Jones and what's going to happen to Daniel Jones. And immediately, well, you know, he could sit for another three years without Eli Manning does. He'll play by November. And a guy who, when you're giving me fit because David Cutcliffe was his coach, and obviously there's a very strong relationship with Eli Manning there and the Manning family in general and, and Dave Gettleman and Pat Shermer, they all love the Mannings. You get all that crap thrown into you. I'm thinking, is that still a reason, though, to take a guy number six? Like John Elway took Chad Kelly, who had a little bit of arm talent. He's just a knucklehead. But John Elway took Chad Kelly in the seventh round. He, he knows Jim. They're buddies. It makes sense in the seventh round. It makes sense later. Six overall because of relationship? I don't want to rip Daniel Jones, but you forced me to rip Daniel Jones because of your faulty decision-making. 855-212-4CBS. Let me get to Jason in Alabama. He's next up on CBS Sports Radio. Go ahead, Jason. Hey, Ken. How are you? Doing well. Go ahead, bud. Uh, just uh, the Titans. Had a had a great day yesterday with the second and third round. Um, absolutely loved the AJ Brown pick with the addition mm-hmm. of Adam Humphreys. AJ Brown plays alongside Corey Davis with Humphreys in the slot. Outstanding wide receivers for Mariota to throw to. Um, 
picked up Nate Davis, the offensive lineman who can has the potential to come in and start at right tackle from day one. Um, but the first round pick with Jeffrey Simmons, the guy has immense talent, but to spend a first round pick on a guy who's going to start on your pup list. I just absolutely don't understand it. When you could have went cornerback with DeAndre Baker or Byron Murphy or, or some other need, and you could have dropped down and took an edge, you know, someone, an, an edge rusher, you know, day two or day three. That's well, Jason. How 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 competitive do you think the Titans are going to be this year? Where, where where would you put the? I imagine you're a Titans fan. Where do you think you put the Titans this year? There, I don't think they'll win the division. I think that mm-hmm. they'll they'll compete for a wild card. Mm. Um, but if you're if you're Mike Vrabel and you're trying to build this defense, this is a everything in this world now is win now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so you're you're basing. Jeffrey Simmons on what he's going to do in the future. Mariota's in the last year of his contract. They picked up this year in his fifth year option. Mm-hmm. So if he doesn't, if he doesn't compete now, are we going to completely rebuild next year and try to draft another quarterback and then start this whole process over again? Like the pick, just I, I love the kid. I'm, I live close to Mississippi State. He's done. He's been nothing but a an absolute model citizen since his incident in high school. But from a football standpoint, from a team-building standpoint, hmm. I just, I, it just baffles me that you would waste waste a pick on you know a potential instead of a win now. Jason, I, I hear what you're saying because I battle with the same type of feelings, and thank you very much for the call. The pick with A.J. Brown I absolutely love. Nate Davis, I think that that can be a good solid pick, the kid out of Charlotte. With Jeffrey Simmons, I, I, I'll give you more on the other side. I know we have Silver there. With Jeffrey Simmons, you're going to look at talent and you're going to see where that fits in, not just this year, but for the future. I understand that you might be in win-now mode, but I think that you still have to plan long-term for that defense because it might not be Mariota who sticks around, but they seem to be all in on Vrabel. More coming up next. It's Ken Carmen, CBS Sports Radio. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.